The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Appreciate you for listening and for being uh, so consistent uh, with your appreciation of the show and for those uh, sponsors that keep this thing going on across the state. And so, Bubba, uh, today I'm a little filled with trepidation about today's subject matter because even though we're in the South, we know the definition of this term, walking on thin ice. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay? Mm-hmm. Even though we don't, uh, thankfully, we don't get a, a lot of ice around here. And very few ponds and lakes mm-hmm. freeze over, so therefore, you know, we don't uh, we don't have the opportunity to walk on thin ice, literally, but figuratively, when we're speaking, what are we telling the world when Greg Greg Cooley may talk about something that would be walking on thin ice? Uh, I'm just thinking, that, you know, immediately of a precarious situ- situation. <laughs> yeah, probably you something know? that some people are going to be uncomfortable we yeah. talk about, right? I, I don't know why this show was as popular as it was, but it was called Ice Road Truckers. <laughs> and, I, you know, from time to time I would catch myself just mesmerized at this show where these, these guys in these huge big rig trucks yeah. are driving across frozen lakes. Yeah. Ooh. When the, the ice is obviously thin and melting, they're like, I hope oh, I make it. I hope I make oh, it. Oh, I tell you. Yeah. yeah. The frozen tundra. Literally. And then their back yeah. wheels fall down, and they just Ooh. keep, you know, trucking yeah. along, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a pretty hot-natured kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know, but when you watched that mm-hmm. and, you know, just the the, the fog right, and the, and the sound of the... Mm-hmm. cracking ice yeah. and well i get cold just chills down my spine well and the fact that they had to, to go across those lakes at a certain speed mm-hmm. because it created like a pressure wave mm-hmm. in front of them that mm-hmm. could bust up the ice as well i mean oh yeah how many times did somebody have to drive across those lakes to figure to that figure out figure that you know out. yeah some physicist yeah. finally Ooh. i can go 18 miles an hour but I, you know i can't go 20 miles an hour <laughs> i better keep it under yep. whatever mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah yeah well so today i'm going to talk about running out of money never is, a good thing is that a legitimate concern for people at various stages of the life not just grandma running out of money but at, it, it, at 22 yes at is. 41 do we see yeah. people running out of money yeah so, so um at at age 22 mm-hmm. at age 41 for instance mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. at age 61 mm-hmm. doesn't really matter what what time of your life that happens mm-hmm. but when you run out of money what happens oh. Right. Oh. Usually, you run out of money, but you've still got debt associated with it. Yeah. Or with your life, or associated in your life. That may be one of the reasons you're running out of money. Right. You got too much debt and too much debt service. Mm. Right. Mm. So what occurs then? Uh, Bankruptcy. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, for some people, I I think mm-hmm. that may be their only option. Yeah. And quite actually, the way the rules and the laws are written, they're, they're there for people mm-hmm. who have bad circumstances. Now, not for you to use it as a financial strategy. Right. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but, you know, you have a bad circumstance, some issue, a disability, somebody passes away, mm-hmm. you have extended yourself and things seem to be going well, and then next year... It ain't the same as it was last year, and so we have those uh, those rules and, and those laws there for a reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can run out of money because, you know, you get halfway through the month, and you see what you're making, what's coming in, and you see all those responsibilities of the money going mm-hmm. out. And you're always telling people to live on less than they make. That's right. Live within your means, mm-hmm. but some of us don't. And so we can run out of money. And that is a legitimate concern, Mm -hmm. as is indicated by the fact that we have the rules and the laws related to bankruptcy. You know, I say from time to time, um, and and I really don't mean this in in a derogatory way at all, but I say it in such a way so that people have uh, a visual image, right, of what running out of money could mean. Mm -hmm. And it, it... Granted, you know, again, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but there are individuals out there uh, who have to uh, have their subsistence, right? Mm -hmm. Their food, Mm -hmm. which is not really adequate for human consumption Mm -hmm. because they have run out of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it's not a joke. It's it's more of a um, A, a wake up call. Do you a wake up call? Do you want to eat cat food in your retirement? Right. 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 Um, Now. You can probably live on cat food, but do you really want to live yeah. on cat food? No. Right? No, you don't. Um, but sometimes we find ourselves scrimping and saving mm-hmm. and, and clawing and, and trying to make ends meet. Well, specifically today, I'm going to talk about, you know, maybe grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, she worked hard. Grandpa worked hard. They put money in Social Security. They, they bought a house. Uh, they tried to save some, and maybe the, one of them worked in an industry where they had a 401k mm-hmm. to put away, but they didn't retire millionaires. Right. That happens pretty often in this part of the world. Yes, it does. You know, you get to be 65 or 70 years old, maybe your body's starting to break down, and you don't have a million dollars in your 401k. Well, and, and we've, we've described time and time again the... The percentage of individuals who rely on Social Security is their primary mm-hmm. source of, of income in retirement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's a pretty significant number, like yeah. 40%. You know, right. uh, that's a lot of Americans mm-hmm. uh, who are, that's the only mm-hmm. money they have coming in every mm-hmm. month. And so they get to a point, maybe they, they're okay in the early retirement mm-hmm. years. Because you're still alive and Grandpa's still alive, Grandma. Yeah. And you got Social Security coming in. He does. Maybe you're tapping his 401k a little bit here and there. And, you know, you're working a little Mm part-time at the church uh, nursery. Right. And things are okay in your 60s -hmm. and early 70s. And Grandpa passes away. And that income that Grandpa had coming in from Social Security is gone. Yeah. Maybe you have tapped that 401k enough that it is now gone or depleted, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you're at an age now where you're not able to go work in the nursery at, at the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's happening every mm-hmm. day, too. It is. So 
I know I'm walking on thin ice here because this is kind of a wake-up call and, and, and people don't want to hear negative shows and we're going to try to end this thing in a positive way, so stay tuned all the way through. We're going to take a break and we're going to talk about what to do in that situation here from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Bubba Labus and Greg Cooley with you here. So Bubba, let's go back to that scenario. Uh, here's Grandma. She's uh, in her mid-80s now. She and Grandpa retired about 15, 20 years ago. They both had Social Security, a little bit of 401k to tap into, a paid-for house, and she worked a little bit at the church nursery. Mm-hmm. Things going well. They may have uh, you know, done a little traveling. Sure. Felt good about retiring. Mm-hmm. But then some circumstances hit, and Grandpa premature, prematurely died. Now, let's talk about mechanically what happens to Social Security here. Okay. All right, so let's say Grandpa was bringing in $1,200 a month worth of Social Security, and Grandma's bringing in 1000 All right. All right. Now, do, what what happens to her income? She lose the 1200 or she lose her 1000 and she gets to take his 1200 She She loses her 1000 and gets okay. to take the 1200 All right. So for a married couple that have been married long enough, they're both mm-hmm. receiving uh, Social Security, in essence, the higher check is what remains for the surviving spouse. Right. Because, you know, logic would mm-hmm. be we were sending two checks for two people. Right. If, mm-hmm. you know, Social Security is thinking about this. Mm-hmm. But now there's only one people. That's right. <laughs> there's only one person mm-hmm. in the house. And so we're going to send one check. And we get to uh, gross up yours, technically, is what they're going to say to Grandma. But it's going to equal what Grandpa's Correct. Was. All right. So now she went from $2,200 a month coming in there from Social Security mm-hmm. Down to 12. Right. All right. And uh, maybe we had to pay for Grandpa's funeral. Mm-hmm. Maybe we did spend a little bit on travel a few years there in a row. Mm-hmm. And last year, the stock market was really rough. Right. And our, the 401k is almost non-existent. Sure. And Grandma's health is not good, so mm-hmm. she can't work in the nursery anymore. Right. At one time, they may have had a few hundred dollars a month coming in from the 401k. She may have had a few hundred dollars or a few dollars, whatever, coming in from working in the nursery. And that's gone too. Mm -hmm. They may have had three, four, five thousand dollars a month coming in at one time. Uh, So in this case, if if you think about it logically, uh, grandpa was bringing in twelve hundred. Right, mm-hmm. uh, Grandma was bringing in a thousand, mm-hmm. so we're at twenty two hundred. Mm-hmm. Figure another uh, eight hundred, you know, four hundred from the uh, the church job and mm-hmm. four hundred from the four hundred one k. And now uh, you're basically down to twelve hundred. Right now, at first she's mm-hmm. probably thinking, "Well, Grandpa's not here, mm-hmm. and so I can sell his car. We don't yep. necessarily need it, or mm-hmm. sell mine, keep the nicer of. Yep. I don't have to pay two insurances right. on cars, so I can save mm-hmm. that money. Uh, don't have to feed him. Mm-hmm. You know, no health care costs. Don't have to pay for the Medicare supplement. So at first, she may be able to absorb the mm-hmm. fact and live with the fact she's not got as much income coming sure. in. But that's probably going to catch up. It will. Yep. So her son comes walking into your office. Bubba, here's grandma. Her her health is not that great, but Mm -hmm. she's not to nursing home or assisted living uh, stage yet. And uh, she's gone from having two or three or four thousand dollars a month coming in down to the twelve hundred dollars. What can we do now? Here's a place 
where we may uh, have people out there cringe when they hear Cooley and Labus mm-hmm. talk about this. But there's a way for us to monetize her house. Yep. Now, there are a lot of people that turned me off when I first said that. Because mm-hmm. is your house kind of sacrosanct to some of us? To many individuals, it's, it's well, number one, it's, it's for mo- a lot of individuals, it's the largest asset that any individual owns, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's the thing that you have put your blood, sweat, tears into mm-hmm. uh, for much of your life, mm-hmm. right? A lot uh, of memories there. A lot of memories there, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, for many individuals, it's the largest asset that they own. Yeah. Yeah. And in this case, in this scenario, grandma's house is the largest asset that she owns. Right, right. But it may be a three-bedroom, two-bath, and mm-hmm. as we've acknowledged, we're down to one person. Right. The first thing that a lot of people would say is, you know, if you looked at their whole situation, and you said, well, one of, one of the things you can do is you can tap this largest asset over here. Mm-hmm. We can monetize the house. Yeah. Now, technically, what I'm... What, what do I mean when I say monetize? So you, you've used some, some fancy words there. Yeah. Monetize a house, you know, uh, tap into the equity of this home. Mm-hmm. Uh, in essence, what you're talking about is a reverse mortgage. Yeah, that's one option. Mm-hmm. All right. So generally, we're not trying to sell yeah. reverse mortgages. I'm just throwing that out there because I bet there are a lot of people who are listening to this. If it's not their grandma we're mm-hmm. talking about or them. Right. They know somebody at church. They know somebody yeah. in the Rotary Club. Mm-hmm. They know somebody across the street that may be living through this. Right. So we're going to try to work you through mm-hmm. this. Let's go with that first option here of a reverse mortgage on your mm-hmm. dwelling. So in essence, what you're doing uh, with a reverse mortgage is you're getting an income stream based on the equity in your home that you have. Let's throw some numbers out there. Let's say grandma's house is worth $150,000. Okay. And let's say that the reverse mortgage based on her life expectancy and the value of the home, et cetera, et cetera, is $1,000 a month. Mm. Okay. that That's pretty substantial, right? That make a difference in her life, maybe. Especially when you talk about the fact that uh, their combined income, right? And it doesn't have to be uh, for a single individual. It could be for a couple, right? They could have done it in his lifetime if they Absolutely wanted they could to. Have. But, but yeah. in this scenario, her income has been cut by half, mm-hmm. in essence, or a little bit more mm-hmm. than half mm-hmm. of what the overall household income was coming in. Mm-hmm. And then they do a reverse mortgage for $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Well, that then brings her income back up to about where it was, maybe even above where it was, mm-hmm. you know, excluding <clears throat> husband's income and, and expenses. Now, there's some rules about how much you can get out mm-hmm. of a house and how uh, how much you can actually reverse mortgage right. Mm-hmm. Are there a lot of rules and regulations there? It's it's highly, highly regulated. We don't even do these, so it would be another company out there that mm-hmm. that would do them. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and I would say, generally speaking, um, we have recommended reverse mortgages in the past, but it's very limited circumstances. Well, you think about it here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, however, I would say that it's limited in the fact that the types of clients that we are dealing with and working with mm-hmm. usually have means, usually have investment accounts, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Where it becomes appropriate mm-hmm. is for somebody who has depleted all those assets. In this example. Yep. Right? Uh, because of circumstances, because of issues, because mm-hmm. of markets, because of decisions, yep. whatever. She doesn't have a whole lot else to to fall back on. Right. 
other than this $150,000 worth of equity. Mm -hmm. Let's say that the reverse mortgage company comes along and says, we will do 60% of that. I'm throwing a number out there. Mm -hmm. Maybe more, maybe less. 60% of the Mm $150,000. Well, that's $90,000. Right. And we're going to look at you... You know, Grandma, you're 86 years old. Mm-hmm. You said this is kind of determined by her life mm-hmm. expectancy. And we're going to give you $90,000. Now, there are some situations where you can get it in a lump sum. That's right. You can get eighty mm-hmm. or $90,000 mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Now, that means that there is a debt on the $150,000 mm-hmm. deed we had on the property. Right. right? Mm-hmm. When does that debt get paid? Upon your death, typically. Okay. All right. So grandma lives five years. Now, uh, well, upon your death or upon the sale of the home. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, yeah. you may decide to yeah. sell it. You mm-hmm. still have that right. Yeah. That mean, that, all that mm-hmm. means is that the reverse mortgage company is standing in line there to get paid. Well, and, and, and the key word there is mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. What is a mortgage? Mm-hmm. Well, a mortgage is a loan. And it's a loan against this, this real estate. Right. Right. And whether it's a traditional mortgage that you're borrowing money from the bank in order to pay back so that you can live there. Mm-hmm. In this case, you're borrowing money from the bank so mm-hmm. that you can continue to live. Right. Right. And it'll be paid back mm-hmm. one day. Uh, actually, there are three ways you can pay it back. Number one is at your death when, mm-hmm. when the estate settles and, and your kids or mm-hmm. uh, executor sells it. Yeah. Uh, and as I said, the reverse mortgage mm-hmm. company is standing there in line to get paid. Yeah. So you can pay it at your death. You can uh, pay it when you sell the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. You might want to go ahead and sell the house for one hundred dollars or $60,000. Or something happens in your neighborhood and suddenly a new manufacturing plant opens up and there's more of a demand for it. And it went from being worth 150 when you did the reverse mm-hmm. mortgage to maybe it's 175 and you want to take advantage of sure. that. Sure, yeah. So you can pay them back mm-hmm. then. Or maybe she hits the lottery. Right. And she, she wants to pay them back. Mm-hmm. Or maybe one of her kids stepped and finds out mom did a reverse mortgage and the kid's like, "Uh -uh 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 -uh." Mm uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. That's the family home place and we don't, you know. Right. In that case, usually the child's the the mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Mortgagee, I guess. Right. Mortgager in that case. So uh, one way for you to monetize, that means Mm -hmm. turn an asset into cash flow. Mm -hmm. It's all monetized means. And so we got this asset, $150,000 house. One way is to do a reverse mortgage. Now, do you see this done very often? Uh, again, I would say probably, and I'm going to make this number up, but I think probably between 3 and 5% of the individuals out there above age 65 are going to have a reverse mortgage. Do you hear a bunch of, or see a bunch of commercials where these famous actors, Tom mm-hmm. Selleck and folks like that, yeah. are doing mm-hmm. re- reverse mortgage you ads? Do. Yeah, you do. Um so it's a legitimate thing. It's a legitimate thing, uh, and it obviously it's profitable to these companies to do that. Mm-hmm. So where's the profit come in for them? That's a good question. Right? So if they have to uh, wind up um, foreclosing on the property, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. and they've only loaned out $90,000, mm-hmm. or in this case, $50,000, whatever, mm-hmm. and then they uh, receive uh, the property as a foreclosure, mm-hmm. and then they turn around and sell it, are they going to capture all the gain on yeah. that? 
Yeah. And the, and it, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen that dramatically, maybe uh, they charge you a lot of fees to right. put this together. So before you and, go into And one, accrued interest yeah, that they'll do. You need to know all these mm-hmm. answers. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back and continue to talk about trying to help Grandma out here at the Advisors Roundtable. Thank you for hanging in there with us at the Advisors Roundtable and being with us on the show. Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So we're talking about uh, trying to give Grandma a little bit of breathing room here. She's uh, she's realized Grandpa's passed away, 401k is down, and uh, you know the income's not what it was at one time. She's not feeling like working as much as she was on the side, and so she comes to you above and says, Hey, largest asset I have is my real mm-hmm. estate, my home. Right. Is there a way to turn that into a little help every month? Mm-hmm. One option was the reverse mortgage. Another one is a home equity line of credit. Mm-hmm. What is that? How does it work? What does it look like? What do you have to go through in order to be able to get it? Now, you and I are here having this conversation. It seems like we're talking about a lot of banking products. Yeah, that's right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of products out there because, well, why is a product invented? Because they think there's a market for and it. And there's a need for it. Uh-huh. Right? And a uh, home equity line of credit most of the time is used for what? Well, I, I would say that a home equity line of credit, whether you're in this uh, instance for the grandmother mm-hmm. uh, or really in a, any individual, is for a, a shorter term mm-hmm. need for capital, mm-hmm. right? Maybe she had a major water leak. Right. And as we've indicated, mm-hmm. she's barely making it yep. as it is. Mm-hmm. They got to get that thing fixed. And then maybe the kids are going to kick in and help her pay for right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe she still can work a little bit because right. the home equity line of credit's got to be paid back. It does, and I think that's the big key differentiator, right? Mm-hmm. They all have to be paid back, but when are they paid back, okay. right? right? So a home equity line of credit is, in, in essence, um, a loan against the value of your home it is. that you receive now, mm-hmm. and then you've got a, a scheduled payment that you're going to make to pay that off over time. Now, if you get this home equity line of mm-hmm. credit... Uh, and you set the thing up, the setting up, what does that entail? What do you think that'll cost? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Who does what? Uh, these are very competitive products between banks. Mm-hmm. So I hate quoting other banks' uh, costs or charges on those. Right. But generally, there is an appraisal mm-hmm. that is involved, mm-hmm. right? So the bank wants to ensure that whatever they're loaning money against is actually worth something. Yeah. Pretty so, reasonable to think of, so right? So there, there's probably going to be an yeah. a, a fee for somebody to do something right. other than take grandma's mm-hmm. word that her yeah. house is worth a hundred. That's right. So the uh, the appraisal is probably going to be two hundred to five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm in wild wild range there and wild guess mm-hmm. as to what those cost, but generally mm-hmm. four hundred to five hundred dollars probably. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, there may be a processing fee that the bank charges mm-hmm. to set the thing to set up. the thing up, do all the paperwork, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That may be as a percentage of the overall equity line that's granted. Okay. So, in other words, if she gets a twenty thousand dollar equity line and mm-hmm. wants to do it as a one percent fee on mm-hmm. that, it may cost two hundred dollars. Okay. All if right. it's a hundred thousand dollar equity line, mm-hmm. it may be a thousand dollars. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And I, and that, again, that's a wild guess because banks range. Some some banks may do promotional rates and say, "Look, we'll give you a home equity line, and it, there's no fee associated with it. Mm-hmm. We're just going to charge you interest, later, right. Or, right, along the way. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get this line of credit, you've done all this. There's mm-hmm. been expense up front. You got the things set up. Uh, my experience is they may give you a debit card associated with it or a checkbook. Correct. And you run the debit card mm-hmm. or write a check whenever you need to. But in the meantime, is there a fee? Is there a payment? No. As long as you don't have a, an existing balance right. on that equity line, right. then no, there's no payment uh, charged mm-hmm. and no interest charged. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times for individuals, um, and and especially when rates were much, much lower Mm -hmm. than they are today, Mm -hmm. uh, it made a lot of sense for an individual to have an equity line of credit established on their home uh, as an easy source of capital should they need it. Here's another reason. Because it's a loan Mm -hmm. against your home, you get a tax deduction. Well, on the interest associated with it uh, uh-huh. against your taxes. Uh-huh. That's correct. All right. So mm-hmm. you're getting ready to go buy a car. Mm-hmm. This is not related to grandma. Right. But you're getting ready to go buy a car, and they're not cheap these days. Right. dollars $40,000, $60,000, $80,000. And you've got a down payment, <clears throat> but you say, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to borrow $40,000 one way or the other. Right. And uh, all things being equal, you can get a, a loan from the car company mm-hmm. or car financing company for 5%, or you can get a loan based on the value of your home for 5%. Mm-hmm. Tax-wise, it makes a little bit more sense to do the loan against your home. So there are, uh, there are a lot of wealthy people. Yeah. They don't, you know, they've got cash, mm-hmm. but they may have an equity line of credit against sure. their home. Sure. For convenience. Mm-hmm. For tax deduction, that's and, it, sort of thing. and it's a line of credit. So even though um, they may not have a balance owed <laughs> against that home, right, 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 but it's mm-hmm. it's hanging out there. Sure, it is. If something happens, or you need it, or mm-hmm. for some reason you want to spend money on a boat, whatever, right. and you want to mm-hmm. deduct the interest because it was uh, a loan mm-hmm. against the home. Yep. All right. So that's one way to monetize the equity of of your home. Um, now, have we made people uncomfortable yet talking about am, a house? I'm almost paid certain that we have. Do I need to? I don't, I don't want to sound cold here and say get over it. But do I need to see my home as another asset? You need to see it as an asset. And while it may have uh, a sentimental reasons for attachment to that asset, okay, it's still an asset. Okay, just like if I had a hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars CD, right? Or if I had a hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars in this four hundred one k, if you know, right. I, I had mm-hmm. gold stacked up mm-hmm. that was worth a hundred. Th- those are assets that right. I have acquired, and I need to understand how to use them. Because mm-hmm. why did you acquire them? Well, uh, either to build wealth or you inherited them, right? Mm-hmm. And savings, you're always telling mm-hmm. me, there are two reasons for us to save and invest. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our income Income now, now or income later? Income later. I mean, I, I'm saving mm-hmm. this money. I'm building these assets. I'm building these various piles for different reasons. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. 
uh, but mostly to give me a little bit of financial freedom. Here's Grandma. She had maybe a little bit of savings, a little bit of 401k, mm-hmm. and some pretty good income coming yep. in when it was she and Grandpa. But now, uh, uh, we're down to one asset. That's right. And we need to understand we got multiple options as to what to do with this asset. Correct. All right, so we've talked about a reverse mortgage. We mm-hmm. talked about a home equity loan. Here's one. Um, we, we could sell it. Mm-hmm. We could sell the house. Right. We alluded to this earlier. When Grandpa was alive and the kids came around a lot, and from time to time mm-hmm. the grandchildren spent a little time with us, we needed the three bedrooms and the two mm-hmm. bath. Maybe we can sell it. And, uh, you know, I've had members of my family that went and rented. Now, that's when somebody's ri- a wig just flipped somewhere. Yeah, right. They heard mm-hmm. a financial planner say something about taking a mm-hmm. house that was paid for and then starting paying rent. Mm-hmm. But work me through the math of why that may make sense here for Grandma. So whether it's an apartment or a rental house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In this case, let's say that Grandmother could sell that home for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you know, assuming that because uh, she's going to have electricity bills, she's going to have water bills anywhere, anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And maybe having a smaller place or more efficient place could reduce the cost associated with utilities. So that's one financial benefit to thinking about this. Could be, okay. right? Uh, another financial benefit could be that based on the sales price of one hundred and fifty thousand, mm-hmm. she might be able to rent something for five, six, seven hundred dollars a month. All right, right. Let's just make the math easy and say it's a thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. including the including the utilities yeah. and mm-hmm. the rent. Right. Okay. That's twelve thousand dollars a year. That's one hundred and fifty months. Mm-hmm. And if grandmother's eighty six, mm-hmm. right? How far does one hundred and fifty months get you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking twelve and a half years, right? Right. That gets her to almost a hundred, right? Right. Now the kids are not liking this because we're using up uh, the value of this, right? So However. yes, you are using up the value of the home in that instance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But would you rather there be an encumbrance on that when you inherit it, right? That you have to pay back? In this case... What if the let, children can't afford something like that? Yeah, or you know, you, you come mm-hmm. along and it goes five years, mm-hmm. and she's used up fifty or 60000 of yeah. it. There's still eighty or $90,000, and mm-hmm. it's in an account somewhere. Right. Pretty easy with a death certificate mm-hmm. to claim that thing. Sure. Now, you were talking a little bit about the fact that making this decision might save her on the utilities and mm-hmm. stuff. What about on taxes? Well, taxes, property insurance, yeah, maintenance and upkeep. I've had this conversation mm-hmm. with people in this similar mm-hmm. situation, and they really didn't realize how much this piece of property was really yeah. net costing grandma. I, I think one of the other benefits to uh, rentals in this case is the water heater goes out. <laughs> you know, what do you do if you're renting? You call the landlord, hey, the water heater's out. Yeah, you need to come go. put a new one or fix yeah, it. Yeah, it could bring you a little Hey, the air conditioner's mind. out. Come fix it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. And up against another break, we're going to continue this conversation at the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Supertalk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about trying to find some answers for Grandma. 
And so far, we've talked about about the only decently uh, attractive, uh, the size of it, asset that you had is this $150,000 house. Now, you're probably going to have this conversation with more than just she. Correct. Her children are probably going to get involved. Mm -hmm. And they should. They should. Absolutely. They should understand. Mm -hmm. She should share this with people that she trusts. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the time when we have this conversation and somebody is really up against it when it comes Mm -hmm. to their monthly income, uh, are they usually open to... To, to sharing their dire straits at the, that, that they're, and at the time? So, uh, you know, and I would say, unfortunately, they are open, but they're forced to be open about discussing all possibilities. So if maybe we'd had a conversation five years ago? If, yeah, so if you have the conversation earlier, mm-hmm. then you can broach these subjects and have somebody at least somewhat prepared for eventualities. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. these are eventualities, mm-hmm. like this conversation we're having on this show today. Yeah. That they don't want to have. So they don't want to look at. Having the conversation earlier, in my opinion, also allows you to, to help family members begin to prepare and plan mm-hmm. for some of these eventualities. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got this $150,000 asset, mm-hmm. but you're thinking. And, and so, you know, these are, these are conversations that we have not only with individuals who don't have the resources and means mm-hmm. from an income basis, but also individuals who have the resources and means right you know they could be worth multi-millions mm-hmm. and still have a home worth one hundred and fifty thousand dollars right and they say you know what i don't want the maintenance and upkeep anymore right i you know i've decided that for my own health reasons i need to go to assisted living mm-hmm. what do we do with the home in that case uh, right so it it's something i think that is is better addressed sooner as opposed to later the other point i want to mm-hmm. make related to talking about it five years ago was five years ago we indicated in our Mm -hmm. introduction of grandma's circumstances that there was a 401k that's right there was a a rollover an ira Mm -hmm. there maybe if over the last five years that had been managed different sure so let's go back you know, five years, mm-hmm. and let's say that there was seventy five thousand dollars five mm-hmm. years ago left in Grandpa's four hundred one k. Yeah, all right, and it was invested just like it was when he used to work mm-hmm. for the railroad. Right. All right. Well, when he used to work for the railroad, he was in his thirties, forties, and fifties, mm-hmm. and early sixties. Yeah. How is it probably invested? Uh, primarily in stocks, maybe. Mm-hmm. And now. You know, mm-hmm. grandma's in her 80s. Yeah. Maybe we wanted to reallocate it back yeah. then. Maybe there's a specific product or a particular type of investment that would provide a lifetime income mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. that would be appropriate. Okay. Now, how would that generally work? Um, well, usually it's done with an insurance company. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times they take the form of an annuity, mm-hmm. uh, but you place the money in the annuity company or the insurance company and they give you a guaranteed income for your life. Right. Now that means it wouldn't be available Correct. to be used. You've basically taken it and turned it into mm-hmm. a pension for grandma. But if cash flow is the number one concern here, mm-hmm. it may be appropriate. It could be. Mm-hmm. And having this conversation five years ago would have helped that, right? That's right. right. Mm-hmm. 
The other thing you touched on was um, assisted living, nursing homes, all that sort of stuff. And where you, uh, you know, they all come in to you and they say, hey, Bubba, Grandma's down to $1,200 a month. Let's look at mm-hmm. options here. And, uh, you know, you may start bringing up, well, she's got a $150,000 home. There are some options for monetizing that. And right. Let's say the kids, they hit the roof. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way we're going to do anything with mama's home. Do they not understand that they are, if they haven't done any advanced planning, they're putting mama's home at risk? Absolutely. So, you know, mama goes to uh, the nursing home, for instance. Mm -hmm. The nursing home could put a lien Mm -hmm. against that home just the same way that the, the reverse mortgage company would. Right, right. Uh, and so uh, five years ago, we could have mm-hmm. talked about all this. Yeah. However, that didn't happen. And we're always telling mm-hmm. people, you know, quit kicking yourself in the rear end. We had a conversation mm-hmm. with a guy the other day, and he keeps kicking himself in the rear end that I'm not better off than I should be. I mm-hmm. should be better off. You know, I've made all these other decisions. And then we put it down on paper, and he realized he's worth more than he thought he right. was, right? Right. So he had done better. Quit kicking mm-hmm. yourself in the rear end and quit talking about the spilled mm-hmm. milk. And so let's go from where we are. So grandma's at $1,200 income. Mm-hmm. She's barely making ends meet. She's a little concerned. We're very concerned. There's a $150,000 asset there in the house. There's a possibility of reverse mortgage and home equity yep. loans um, and selling it. Mm-hmm. There's another option. Ever heard of VRBO? Yeah. Huh? Uh, what does that stand for? Vacation rental by owner. Right. There may be an option mm-hmm. where a couple months or a couple weeks out of the month, mm-hmm. mom could come and visit you. Yeah. And we could turn the house into some income. Mm-hmm. Is that happening more often? Uh, and I think it has completely turned the, um, the hospitality industry over the last couple of years on its end oh really absolutely so it is such a big market these days uh for um uh, airbnbs Mm -hmm. vacation rental by owners that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um that it's it's tremendous right Mm -hmm. uh and when you look at uh you know in this case what what grandmother's house would become would be an investment property right you know, she's still got the, the use and, and rights to use it and that sort of thing. But if if her circumstances allow her to be a way that she could rent it, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Uh, or move somewhere else and rent it on a full-time basis. Yeah, to turn it into a full-time rental. Right. Either a full-time rental and or a um, full-time a Airbnb. Full-time Airbnb, right? right? Right. Then it could supplement her income. Right. And we're not trying to sell people on the next time you go on a, mm-hmm. a, a trip do airbnb only but think about it right think about it Mm -hmm. because it can be a pretty good attractive to just staying in a hotel so i would say that in your local market Mm -hmm. uh go look at one of these websites and see how many properties are available and i think it would be surprising to most individuals at the number of properties available for airbnb uh-huh. Type uh, lodging uh-huh. and your and your you know locality or municipality. So you telling me that you and I are we're not the only one who's thought of this? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so other people have thought. And maybe may not be with grandma's house. Mm-hmm. It may be with their house. 
or with another house they bought and they were thinking about just doing the traditional rental thing where right. you find one tenant and tenant and the mm-hmm. tenant pays you once a month and all that sort of stuff which for some people can be a decent investment mm-hmm. but it can also be headache right but now you're changing your tenant maybe every day mm-hmm. or once a week yeah. or two or three times a month mm-hmm. but what could you you make per day right you know, probably more than mom mm-hmm. was paying when she was watching the kids at the church nursery. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Because she was probably making $20 a Sunday morning. Or well, whatever. okay. So a, a three-bedroom, two-bath house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What would it cost in most localities to rent a, uh, a hotel room, mm-hmm. three hotel rooms, right, uh, in this case? Because it's three Three bedrooms. bedrooms right, 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 right. So you're, you're looking at four Four hundred dollars at least easy a night per night. Right, you could rent a three bedroom, two bath home mm-hmm. for two hundred fifty, three hundred fifty dollars a night. So a little bit of a cost savings mm-hmm. there. Right, make right? it more attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, there's an extra cleaning fee mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff that's tacked on. Mm-hmm. But that's for uh, maybe a two or three nights stay. Right, seven hundred fifty bucks. Right, thousand bucks. Yeah, for three or or four nights. Right. Yeah, you can and, see where the the money would add up on that. It would add up, mm-hmm. and it's a great option for possibly monetizing yeah. Grandma's house mm-hmm. here. And also for those of you who are germaphobes out there, yeah. you know, uh, sometimes you feel better about mm-hmm. checking into a house mm-hmm. as opposed to going through a lobby yeah. and getting into yeah. an elevator and mm-hmm. checking into a public hotel Correct. room and all that sort yeah. of thing. So... Um, some things to think about there related to grandma's situation. And if you're going through this or you know somebody, maybe you have some other alternatives for them now. From the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.